Voxstar changing the Franklin DLC to enable invite-only lobbies. So apparently, according to Rockstar, it was a bug that people weren't able to do these missions in invite-only sessions. I, for one, am skeptical. As in, like, I wonder if they just changed it because people complained so much about all the hackers and modders and shit. It is somewhat annoying that people spoof themselves into my name and then invite people and message people and stuff, so I'll get DMs and people like, Oh, you, well, you invited me to something. If you ever receive a message from me in GTA Online, or an invite of some kind, I swear it's not me. My opinion on the update after playing for three hours. My thoughts after playing the entire update are also in this video, but just later on. Opinion on the new update so far? It's completely soulless. Generally speaking, when you release new content, what you want to do is innovate and create new forms of gameplay to, to bring people back but this is just the exact same shit that Rockstar's been doing for eight years. Wonky hitboxes, bunch of invisible walls, uh, repeated NPCs, terrible AI. But hey, at least Franklin is here and stuff. My hope is that all this means is that like the A team at Rockstar is still working on GTA 6 and they're largely just like in between their lunch breaks, throwing some stuff for GTA Online just to keep it kind of supported. But maybe I'm being too optimistic. We shall see. They make enough money with it, so don't expect them to change the formula. I mean, that's generally what you do. As I always say, people want similar but different. So over time, you just slightly change things to keep things looking fresh and new. But you got to uh, innovate on the gameplay a little bit, Rockstar. Like, it's nice seeing the characters again, but at the end of the day... The gameplay is the exact same thing that they've been doing for the last like eight years. Like when I speedrun, it's a little bit different because everything matters. All the precision matters. Like when I miss a shot, I'm like, oh fuck, I've lost time. If I die, it matters a huge deal to me because I have so much invested into the, the run already. Like I'm like, oh man, if, if something bad happens now, I'm going to lose three hours of my time or whatever. And that keeps me invested, even though I'm doing the same thing over and over. I have goals that I want to achieve, and you know, I'm, something's always on the line. It matters if something fails. Here, it's just like, nothing matters. It's the same slow-paced gameplay, not particularly difficult, and even if I failed, I, I, it put me back like two feet and I just start again. The enemies in online are dumber than the enemies in single player, like massively so. And even weirdly, the gunplay just feels a lot less satisfying because everything's kind of floaty. It's hard to explain. Like, everything just feels so much more satisfying in single player. And the mechanic of sitting on walls, shoveling snacks into your mouth, it's just dumb. Oddly, it'd be better if you just had to sit for a while and regenerate to full. Because the, the act of opening up the menus is just a frustrating, annoying way of uh, taking you out of the experience of the gunplay. It's just dumb. I mean, they were willing to add futuristic technology into the game. I don't know why they didn't just add a futuristic, like, regenerating armor suit to the game. That's nanotechnology that is invisible. It was always fairly dumb that you only regenerated to half HP. Meaning that within 10 seconds of any kind of altercation, you were all, always going to be down to half HP. But they never changed it, and it just doesn't make sense. Maybe in their minds, like, pointless busy work during firefights makes them more enjoyable. I, I don't know why they would have that opinion, but it's just a really lackluster 
showcase again of the flaws of GT Online that they do not seem interested in fixing. At the very least, if what you guys say is true, they have finally realized that putting snacks and armor in the same location is probably a good move. That's the only thing I can really say about the improvements to the game that have come from this update. I really didn't want to be negative about it, you know. This is now the second time in recent memory where I'm like, oh look, here's something that could potentially be good. Let's be positive about it. And then it comes out and it's just so meh. My opinion on the Franklin DLC after doing the Dr. Dre section. This took about five hours, and of course I eventually did complete the entire thing. So as far as this DLC goes, right, it is clearly just an advertising thing for Dr. Dre's music. Now, from a business perspective, I admire that. I think it's pretty cool, the idea of uh, someone who's more old school joining a, a newer generation sort of thing and uh, getting his music, some advertising that way, and uh, releasing music through games and stuff. I mean, that's, that's good for our industry, and it shows the growth of it. At the same time, there was nothing particularly special about this DLC. There was no real interesting gameplay. It would just shoot a bunch of guys like we always do, and the, the, the gun mechanics are fairly simplistic in this game to begin with. So, you know. Call me cynical, but the only reason we got Franklin back is probably because of the attempt to um, promote Dr. Dre. They're like, we got to get a certain amount of numbers, a certain amount of people to engage with this DLC. What's like a slam dunk thing that won't take a huge investment of time, but will definitely bring people back. It'd be funny if people who worked for Dre or Dre himself were like, yeah, 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 bring back that Franklin guy, you know? Yeah, so like, it wasn't bad. It was just like the whole you walk into a room, shoot five guys in the head, and then move to the next room. Like, there's only so many years you can do that. And it's now been eight years. You gotta change up the formula a bit, but GTA's problem is that the gun mechanics are fairly simplistic. And whenever you're in tight corridors, you can't really have your NPCs being good. Like, you may have noticed if you watched there, sometimes I'd walk into a room and the NPCs would just stand there for a solid 10 seconds, and just let me pop each one of them in the head. Rockstar has this problem where they're trying to balance people who just started playing last week and people who've been playing for eight years, and that's impossible to do without difficulty modes, which they aren't gonna implement. So like, the entire thing is tediously easy, and the only time I fail is because I don't give a fuck. Because I don't take it seriously, I think it's the best attitude to take. So weird, funny things can happen, like me falling off places and stuff. But like, if I took this seriously, then I would never fail. But because the game is so amazingly easy, I'm better off just never taking anything seriously. Because the only way it can be enjoyable, you know? It's just like, like with a normal MMO, different ways of doing battles will be added, or different skills and stuff that change up the way that you play your character. With this game, you're locked to a guy with a gun shooting at other guys. And it doesn't matter if you add other weapons, the other weapons don't fundamentally change what you're doing. You are still a guy with a gun shooting at other guys. And the degree to which you'll be successful will depend on how readily you put the trigger on them and press the button. That's fine for a while, that's fine for a few years, but clearly it's gotten a bit stale now, right?
Does it make sense for Tanisha to be with Franklin now? Do I think Franklin being with Tanisha makes sense? You can either look at it two ways. Either Tanisha misjudged Franklin's ability to change, and therefore she was willing to go back with him, but that seems unlikely considering that he is, you know, kind of still in the business of criminality. Or Tanisha misjudged herself and how willing or able she was to truly get away from like the gangbang criminal world, the streets that she grew up in. And I think the second one is more likely that she tried to do the mundane normal life with her doctor or her lawyer or whatever. And uh, it just didn't fit with her, didn't drive. And uh, she would have gone back to Franklin, something more that she knows that's more secure. You know, wasn't she getting married? There's this funny thing. Uh, it's called divorce. It's been around for a little while, a couple hundred years. All I'm saying though, chat, is the major sort of plot moving forward kind of thing that's happened with its DLC is me getting my name on the wall in a very serious business here. Look at that, end partner. You can't take that away from me. How I feel hearing GTA Online reference GTA 5. But why? We's legal. Ain't Popo supposed to handle shit like that? Man, you sounding more and more like a sneeze IE's itch every day, man. What the <laughs> fuck wrong with you, <laughs> man? Fuck you, dude. I'm kind of like a superhero for cannabis, nigga. Kind of like impotent rage. You know the one that can't... You know who I'm talking about. I won't forget your bitch ass. Employee of the month. <laughs> there are so many little references to single player. Look at the bike, man. I can't believe they brought it back. That line, you're sounding more like a snee-eye itch every day. It's from single player, but he slightly changed it. I don't know why, the, the dialogue just makes me happy, man. I just mean, because, like, those first missions I've done, like, thousands of times. And it just, it's just a weird feeling to have the game reference those missions, which is something that I've spent so much time in, you know. It touches me in a weird way. Don't know how to describe the feeling. It's nostalgia, but it's not. You know? Because not like something from my deep past, it's something from my present. But, you know. Like, absent knowing that I'm in GT Online, like, this looks just like playing single player. As I've said before, it makes perfect sense to me why they wouldn't make pure single player DLC. Because then you, it just, then the only difference between that and doing it in GT Online is that you couldn't play with your friend. This is basically just story mode co-op DLC, yeah. As I've said many times in the past, it's way too far gone for them to make actual single-player DLC. And they don't really need to, they just need to make single-player DLC in online so people can play with their friends. Rockstar acknowledging the Lamar roast meme. Hey, what's up? Can a low come up in your crib? Man, fuck you, man. My kid's up in there. I don't want your ass up in my house, nigga. Oh, nigga don't hate me because your kids love me more than they love you. Maybe if you quit being so uptight and let Uncle Lamar give him some game, you'll have some harmony in your household. Nah, I just wanted to get in the hot tub, but now I don't even want to get in no funky-ass cum bucket. Nigga fuck around and get pink eye. Because you's a dirty-ass B-I-E-E's itch. What? Like, on one hand, this is funny and cool. On the other hand, it's like, like a lazy callback kind of thing. But I, it's just so endearing that I, I don't want to be critical of it, you know? Because obviously when Rockstar wrote the dialogue originally for Lamar, they didn't intend for, like, half a decade later for it to become a huge meme on YouTube. So it's nice for them to 
give a nod to that scene and be like, yeah, we know you guys like that scene. We, we know you made those memes. That's cool. Like, the, to some degree, there is stuff that probably would have become memes far faster, except that, like, the technology wasn't there. Like, modding the game was harder, or, um, you're uploading stuff, recording stuff, and all that was harder. So, I, what, I'm, what I mean is, like, you know, eight years ago, it was harder for things to become memes. Where, like, hundreds of people are making stuff for them, because there just wasn't as many people making content. Impressions of the Franklin DLC after completing it all. I'd say the beginning part with Dr. Dre, I give that like a 5 out of 10. There was nothing offensive about it, but in no way would I say that people need to play it, you know, if they're fans of GTA. But the Franklin part, yeah, I'd give this like a 7, maybe an 8. Like the only thing that I think the Franklin part failed at is the gameplay. And as a person who really cares about gameplay, didn't do a heap for me, but as a person who really loves, like, single player, did a lot for me. Like, the gameplay for the entire DLC was just so simplistic. It was just driving and shooting. But I guess if you're having two characters that need to be ne near each other all the time to have the dialogue, you're very limited in what you can get the characters to do. That's, that's what I just keep saying, that the gameplay of GT Online is very stale and given the limitations of the game, it's hard to see how they could really innovate on it at this point without simply making a new game. You know what I'm saying? It's a cool DLC, but it makes me sad because it clearly recycled bits of single-player DLC, which we're never, we're never going to get now. As I say, I don't think that experience would have been better had it been done outside of GT Online. The FPS would have been higher. There's just not any real value in restricting it from you being able to play it multiplayer. Except, of course, avoiding the modders and the hackers and stuff. But as long as the invite-only sessions are actually working to keep such people out, then there's no real downside. As long as the feedback for this Franklin Lamar thing is good enough, I suspect they'll try to do the same thing with both Michael and Trevor. Like, clearly, there was a lot of hype around this DLC, just seeing Franklin and Chop and all that stuff. It wouldn't surprise me if Rockstar's going to look at this and go, Okay, let's work on some Trevor, Michael stuff as well. And whenever we're seeing a bit of a slump in the amount of players playing GT Online, let's just throw that out there and bring everyone back. Because it will, every time, bring everyone back. Of course, there's only a certain amount of times you can do that. And it's debatable how many memeable things exist with Michael. I think there's still a decent amount of memeable stuff with Trevor, but regardless, like let's say they release the Michael one and it sucks. People will still come back and play it. Let's see if let's see if they release a Trevor one and it sucks. People will still come back and play it. It was just a good move making this, and it'll be a good move moving forward to to trade in on people's love of GTA 5 to bring people to GTA Online in a business sense. Would a Michael GTA Online DLC work? My problem with a Michael Online DLC is that I feel his story ended in single player. So the problem that Michael had is that Michael's an adrenaline junkie. You see, it's what got him into trouble. It's why he lost all his money to day trading and stuff. It's why it ruined his relationship with Amanda and whatnot. At the end of single player, he's meant to have matured and changed. And so they have two choices. Either they can say, ah, well, actually, Michael didn't really change at all. He's just going to go back to his same adrenaline junkie ways when he tries to actually settle down with Amanda. Or they can say that he was successful, but because of his associations with the movie industry, even though he doesn't want to, he has to go back to his somewhat criminal ways to punish some people doing wrong. 
So like he'll be doing another movie or something and some scumbags are trying to ruin it and he has to track down who did it or who's doing it and uh, he has to take take them out or whatever, you know. So he'll either be Michael wanting to get back into the game or him being forced to get back into the game because of his association with making movies. And Trevor's obvious because he's always just wanted to be, you know, the guy who runs guns, smuggles meth, all that jazz. And even if he got a fuck ton of money, he'd still probably do shit like that, you know? In the same way that this DLC for Franklin makes sense, because the way Lamar talks of Franklin when he was younger, Franklin always wanted to be the big cheese, the head, head, hon uh, the head honcho, the CEO, the guy that people respected. So even though Franklin got a fuck ton of money, this is of course what Franklin would be doing. Yeah, so I don't think anything in this DLC doesn't make sense given how Franklin was left at the end of Ending C for story mode. As I said, the only thing that really gets changed is uh, Tanisha. It's not necessarily a change, it's more a, like a suggestion that she failed in her ability to truly put this life behind her um, and didn't find satisfaction in a, in a more mundane life with um, uh, her doctor or whatever. How long does Rockstar expect people to enjoy the exact same mechanics? GT Online is just a very weird game. It is so anti-new person and so hard to get into if you don't have friends already playing. But at the same time, they have the expectation that people who have been playing for, you know, eight years are still going to be cool with walking through hallways and shooting people with the same guns they've been using for the last eight years. There are just no mechanics that are interesting anymore. Yet, yeah, as I say, most games that are su supported for this long and new mechanics new things to do. Like the gunplay in GTA games in general has always been simplistic, but now you've got games where you can like vault over stuff, slide to take cover, dive from side to side, you know, that kind of stuff. Like it's a, you've got a lot of movement options so you can have your AI be a bit more intelligent in what they're doing. The AI in this game is fairly dumb. Is my merch unisex? Is my merch unisex? Um, I don't think the mouse pad requires you to be a certain sex. But no, uh... Like, I know there's female shirts and female tank tops and stuff, but the... The art isn't on them yet. I'll try to convince the people to do it for me. My audience is 95% male, and it was just to, to start the store, right? So I'm gonna have to expand it. NFTs are cringe. I explain NFTs to the folks at home. An NFT is a non-fungible token. The reason why, well, there's endless reasons why it's dumb. But the main thing is that when you get an NFT, all you're doing is paying for a receipt of a particular thing that doesn't really have any value additional to the item itself. Because it's all digital. As in, you can, if you had the receipt for the item, you don't actually have a copy of the item. So if whatever website is hosting that item goes down, you just lose the item. Like, you've got a receipt for a thing that no longer exists. Because the NFT isn't actually a copy of that thing. It's just a receipt saying that you own that thing. It's just dumb. Like, there's no additional value in, like, just having a digital image versus having the receipt for that digital image. There's no additional value there. You get the same value from the art just by looking at it. It's like going to Walmart and buying something just for the paper receipt. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. There are endless, endless other reasons, but that's the biggest one. It's just dumb. People are either buying into it 
to launder money or they're buying into it trying to generate hype to increase the value so that they can you know pull the rug out on everyone else so they can get out while while the bubble's big you know enough nfts are legitimately cringe as in like if i see a person with an nft in their twitter profile i immediately think less of them it's like hey i own the one receipt to this piece of artwork yeah but couldn't you just make like a bajillion different types of artwork that are ever so slightly different and therefore have a bajillion nfts of us yes then how is that good as in when you can when you can make an infinite supply of things that work for the same purpose, having one of them exclusively is pointless. It's just dumb, you know? It's like there being infinite keys that fit into a lock and you exclusively have key number 4,763. Who cares, you know? I have a monkey NFT that has a black eye patch. I've got one with a slightly different color of black eye patch. Wow, man, you got the exclusive rights to that particular slightly different color black eye patch. That's crazy. Why do I not do more with my channel points? Channel points being a thing on Twitch that you get for just being in the chat and watching the stream. They get you small perks like you can buy certain emotes for a short period or you can highlight your message, but I don't really do anything much with them. No hate, but why don't you do more with your channel points? Well, that's disappointing. I specifically don't do stuff with my channel points in order to inspire hate in the people who watch my channel. And you're telling me I'm failing? That sucks. Kind of disappointed there, my dude. Because I'm busy, dude, and there's nothing interesting I could add that wouldn't require me to take up more of my time. I kind of wish that Twitch had a... As in, like, your channel points were a number out of a number. As in, it will tell you the total channel points that you've generated and how many of those you've spent. So people won't have to choose between being able to say, I've got so many channel points and actually using their channel points, you know? It doesn't do that, right? Yeah, like that, buy by 1,000 points. That's fairly silly. Like, if you can get Twitch to add that, then okay, I will add some channel point features. I guess that wouldn't work with the gambling though, the prediction gambling. I guess it would show your highest amount of channel points you've ever had. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.